to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and thank you for being here for the first episode of 2022. I just want to start off by saying thank you to everyone for supporting the show last year. We had a lot of fun episodes ranging from Pokemon, the 25th, uh, 25th celebration, so it's 25th anniversary. So we went over all eight generations of the Pokemon franchise, that is with Brandon and Brian. Shout out to them. Those were really fun episodes, and I had a lot of fun doing them. Or you can check out my Halo Infinite episode. So I did a episode for each technical preview. I did a 75 hours later multiplayer review. I did a campaign review. And then a spoiler cast slash game of the year review with Alex. So shout out to him as well. And then, of course, our most downloaded episode, uh, Skyrim 10th Anniversary Special. And then we also did the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We still have to finish that. So there's a lot to check out. Uh, Mortal Kombat, Godzilla vs. Kong. You know, you got movie episodes, and movie episodes are coming back this year, starting with today, doing a TV episode. So I'm pretty excited. I have a lot of fun episodes planned for this year, so be sure to keep a lookout for those on the horizon. So let's get into today's episode, uh, The Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 1. So this was a show I was really excited about when Boba Fett was brought into Mandalorian. A very fun character, and it's so cool to see him back and more fleshed out, because I know diehard fans have been wanting this for like 30 years so this is just incredible and i think that alone is um it's it's a really good precedence to have when you're jumping into this show and seeing him dream about his past was cool you know where he's holding his father's helmet you know jango fett in the episode 2 clone wars movie Uh, i thought that was interesting but of course the most important scene in this entire episode which i'm sure fans just lost their minds over because we always dreamed about it and imagined how he got out is obviously getting out of the Sarlacc pit. One of the books in the expanded universe actually does explain how he gets out. But before that book, you know, people were just left to their imaginations because it was never explained. So, well, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it wasn't explained. I can't really confirm it, I guess. So, yeah, he gets out of the Sarlacc pit. And so he's he's having a hard time breathing. Uh, he breaks free of the, you know, the the veins that are basically holding him and he sees a dead stormtrooper. Uh, he takes his oxygen and, you know, puts it in his helmet and, you know, he's able to breathe again. And then he punches a hole in the Sarlacc and then, um, d- uh, shoots his flamethrower and crawls out. And it's kind of funny. I, I didn't obviously imagine it would go just like that, but I definitely thought like, that's what he would do. It makes sense to me. So it was really fun to see this fully fleshed out. And then obviously when he climbs out of the Sarlacc pit, it's really cool to see Jabba's cruiser slash party boat uh, destroyed in the background from the uh, episode six, Return of the Jedi, uh, the opening to that film. So it's very, very cool to see this. And then I put, you know, I put John Favreau and Dave Filoni should just be given the keys to the franchise. I personally feel like they, these guys handle these characters very well and they bring them to life um, in, in a way that, you know, fans have always dreamt of. And I I think they're really good about that. It's just, uh, you know, these guys have made me appreciate the sand people, you know, the Tusken Raiders. So Boba Fett dreams about them and his, you know, um, he recalls his experience, you know, after they basically capture him. And I never hated the characters, but they were always mysterious in the original uh, movies. And obviously that's also a good thing too. Sometimes it's cool to leave characters left in that mysterious you know, vain. However, it is cool to see them more fleshed out, whether it's the Mandalorian uh, show where they also were in or this episode themselves. 
I love how towards the end they basically just respect Boba at the end of their time together. Uh, I thought the part where, you know, he puts his armor back on after he gets out of the back to the tank and the droids are helping him was like that Iron Man. So this, you know, John Favreau, um, you know, created this, right? Robert Rodriguez directed it, but it just felt like a Iron Man puts on his armor type scene. <laughs> and I don't know. I just thought it was so cool. And now it makes me want to watch Iron Man one or two. Um, I know people don't like to, but I do. Um, yeah. So I, I just thought that was a, a really cool way to do that. And I thought the tribute part was, was interesting. You know, it was kind of funny because like, there's no one in the room. Uh, the tributes are lackluster. They were hoping to meet the mayor, but the mayor sent his guy hoping to get a tribute from them. So, you know, Boba Fett looks over at Fennec and says, you know, I'm the crime Lord. They're supposed to pay me, not the other way around. Like, I don't know why I just, I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, so it, that was a cool scene. And then, uh, you know, when they're walking in the streets and then they get into the cantina, I was like, hell yeah, the cantina brother. Uh, it's always cool to hear the cantina music and, you know, see the band. Um, obviously the cantina looks a lot nicer. I don't, I don't think it's the same cantina. Um, that's what kind of tripped me out and I'll have to look into it. I, I guess I could have Googled it before I recorded this, but they call it Moss Espa. So I don't know if like Moss Eisley is different or they just call Moss Eisley Moss Espa now. Obviously there could be different cities on this planet, uh, Tatooine, but I didn't know that there was an actual difference in this vein. So I'll have to look that up. Uh, you know, I, I just, I really enjoyed the cantina scene. You know, it's cool that, you know, that's now Boba Fett's cantina and he'll protect it. Um, I like that he's trying to be more respectful rather than, you know, gain supremacy over fear. I really like this uh, shift in character for him. I don't, I'm, and what I mean by that is I always felt like Boba Fett from the way they betrayed him in the original uh, trilogy, um, just kind of an aggressive character that, you know, well, I mean, he was a bounty hunter and doing his bounty. So I guess he is aggressive, but I, I don't know. I, I like this, this take on him in the, in the current timeline. Um, you know, I don't know if other people would agree with that, but I really like how he's so big on just having respect for others. And I don't know if that's because of his time with Din Djarin, who's, you know, our Mandalorian, you know, I don't know if like the respect that they showed each other really taught him something. I don't know, but I love this route. I think it's fucking awesome. And I really can't wait to see these two characters continue to be fleshed out. Excuse me. Cause I, I like Finnick a lot too. So they get, they leave the cantina, you know, with some, um, you know, coins in their helmets and obviously his is shinier. I like how she said that, you know, cause he's got all the gold and I thought that was really cool. But, but you know, I thought the street scene was fine. I kind of wish they were able to fight back a little bit more, but they were jumped by bandits or assassins who look like jackals from Halo. <laughs> they don't look like jackals, but obviously with the shields, I was like, I was looking over at Jarrett cause you know, shout out to him. He was watching the episode with me and I was like, Oh my God, there's jackals in the courtyard. And, um, I, I thought it was funny cause you know, these guys just have shields and they're electric, uh, blunt weapons. Um, they kind of fuck up Boba Fett, you know, and I can't imagine getting, you know, uh, you know, stabbed by an electric baton type weapon is fun. So, uh, yeah, they kind of fuck him up. Uh, Fennec chases them and you know, the, I keep wanting to say Gamorreans, but I don't think that's correct. Um, you know, they, they, the guys help out that he spared and they fuck those dudes up <laughs> and they just, they obliterate them. It was really cool. Uh, it was a fun fight scene in the streets. Um, and then obviously Fennec chases them and kills one and then grabs the other 
to question. Uh, they don't question him in this episode. I'm, I'm sure the next episode will probably open up with them questioning him. Um, pretty sure the mayor probably sent them. Um, uh, next I have is like the Goro like monster was cool. So Goro from Mortal Kombat is from referencing, you know, when uh, Boba Fett and the Rodanian are with the, the child Tusken Raider and the massive dog. Um, yeah. So he's digging for those water rocks and, uh, yeah, or well, they kind of look like water skin. Um, they're digging for that, but the he actually comes across this monster, which uh, shout out to my friend Joe. He he's like, man, it would have been cool if there's like a rancor instead. Uh, but it's this Goro-like monster grabs the Rodanian, kills him. Doesn't kill the Massif, I don't think. Um, I just drew a blank on that, but uh, kind of it looks like he's about to really mess up Boba Fett, but then he gets the chains and then gets the upper hand on the monster and strangles him to death. So that was really fun to watch. Um, and just a really cool scene. But uh, shortly before that, the kid and Boba Fett and the Rodanian are looking over the horizon, and they see a farmer hut. Uh, the farmers were killed by bandits, and the bandits wrote down something. And you know, um, I don't know what that means yet. So that'll be interesting to see whatever that is. Obviously, that was done for a specific reason. And then, uh, you know, my friend Joe, shout out again, also pointed out that, you know, what if that's like the farmer hut of you know, Luke's uh, uncle's family. Obviously they're not there now. This takes place way after that. Um, that'd be kind of interesting to see. Actually it doesn't. Right. Cause he got taken out of the Sarlacc pit. I don't know. There's a difference in the timeline there. I'm not going to pretend like I know that part. Uh, so yeah, I just, uh, I, you know, I think that's interesting. I'm sure they'll, they'll probably uh, go back to that and maybe ex- explain that a little bit more. And then uh, towards the end of the episode, uh, he fights one of the Tusken Raiders. Uh, and it's just a badass fight scene. You know, the, the Tusken Raider fucks Boba Fett up. But, you know, Boba Fett puts up a pretty good fight, I would say. And um, it was a really good fight. And then, you know, the Goro monster getting killed and them taking the head back. You know, they just show their respect to Boba Fett. They give him some water and obviously they let him go. But I, I think that's cool. Um, overall, the episode is very good in my opinion it's just a really good way to start it however it just the way it ends really makes me want so much more um to the to the episode like i wanted to see so much more uh i really hate that it was like cut off when it was i'm hoping that the next episode obviously you know just comes out with a banger because i'm I'm really excited to see it which obviously as of this episode releases that um episode two will be out today uh, I think the show has a lot to uh, explore. Um, you know, maybe the Bad Batch will be in this show. They they seem to be really keen on bringing some of the animated characters to the live action series. So I'd, I'd really like to see what they do with that. I think it'll be interesting to see where they move forward. You know, no matter what, Boba Fett getting his own um, short series, unless they continue to do it, uh, is nice because they were supposed to make a Boba Fett movie years ago. Obviously, that fell through. So it's nice to see him get this type of treatment. Uh, like I said, this character is a fan favorite. People have been waiting 30 years to see you know, more from him. And I, I think it's really nice for those fans to get this. I, I feel like it's going to be a good payoff. Um, I feel like The Mandalorian alone so far was a good payoff. But him getting his own show is obviously a huge deal. Um, I, I'm excited to see what happens. You know, I, I don't know what to expect, I guess. Like, you know, with the with the rest of the series... I don't know if they're just going to tie it back in with maybe him working with Mandalorian again, but now he's a crime lord. It wouldn't make sense for him to leave, I guess. 
Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like the episode was a solid eight out of 10. Uh, you know, I'm curious to see what you guys think. Be sure to message me about that and, uh, we'll, we'll have to see what happens, but I'm, I'm also excited for, you know, the Obi-Wan show to come out later this year. I would really like to see a trailer for it to kind of see where my excitement level is, but you know, uh, even McGregor coming back to play Obi-Wan and then Christian Haydenson coming back to play Darth Vader and maybe Anakin, maybe there'll be some Anakin scenes in there somewhere. Um, I think that'd be really cool. And then they already talked about it publicly that, you know, these two are going to fight again. So to see with like, you know, current day choreography, you know, that I'm sure their fight's going to be really badass. So I can't wait for that. Uh, I just feel like it's a good time to be a star Wars fan. Uh, there's more games coming out. Uh, you know, these TV shows have been a banger. We got an Ahsoka TV show to come out. You know, I'm pretty excited for that. I feel like Rosario Dawson did really good, you know, playing that character. And then we got Mandalorian season three, um, which I'll talk about in episode 100 next week. Um, very much looking forward to it. I would like to see what they do with like Luke and Grogu as well. You know, I don't think they necessarily need their own show, but I would like to see the training process and more of Luke fleshed out. He's my favorite Star Wars character besides Starkiller from Force Unleashed. Um, so I would like to see more done with it. But uh, yeah, guys, so kind of a short and sweet episode. Um, episode 100 comes out next week as well, and it is going to be a nice little reunion. Um, got Eric, the casual gamer back, Alex, Brian, and myself. And we do, we talk about upcoming games, uh, movies and TV shows that we're excited about. Uh, we didn't talk about every game, every movie or every TV show, uh, or else we'd be there all day. Cause there's a lot coming out this year, but I'm really excited. So yeah, just kind of a, a short and sweet one today. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this show. You all mean the world to me. Uh, I just appreciate you believing in me. I cannot believe we're at a hundred episodes. I never didn't think it was going to happen, but the fact that it's happening next week is pretty crazy. So, uh, yeah. And then also I talk about it in that episode and I think I've already kind of mentioned it before, but, uh, this year is the 30th anniversary of mortal Kombat. So I will be doing my best to talk about every major mortal Kombat game. So yes, you can expect a lot of mortal Kombat content this year. So if you're a fan of fighting games, it's going to be a really fun year for you guys. Uh, I'm a massive fan of this franchise. So I'm going to have a couple of new guests coming on to talk about those. Um, very, very excited to have them on. They're awesome people and they, they love the franchise and grew up with it just like I did. So yeah, that's enough for me this week. I will see you guys next week for episode 100. Um, happy New Year's again to all of you out there. I hope you're all having a great day and I'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Bye.